Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manner of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, the podcast where we talk about music, the occult, and just day-to-day life. I am your host, Andrew McHale, and welcome to the 6M Podcast. And we're back. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manner of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, also known as the 6M Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are safe and sane, and I hope you all are prepared for episode 21. I put out a poll recently on my socials asking you guys which direction I should take this episode. And I had mixed reviews. I said, do you want a weird podcast? Do you want a ranty podcast? And I just figured even the weird ones get ranty at times. So I figured I'd do a weird one. So I hope that fits your fancy. And I hope that you enjoy this episode and all of the episodes before it and the ones to come after it. Either way, if you're listening, if you can do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, rate the podcast, and feel free to comment wherever applicable, wherever you're listening to this, either if it's from you know a Facebook post or on YouTube, uh, add us on YouTube or subscribe to the channel if you are listening on YouTube. Every bit counts. And feel free to jump in on the conversation. Uh, The Facebook group still needs a little love. So if you guys want to just kind of talk with each other and talk to me and ask questions and maybe yell at me about an episode, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the 6M podcast. That's T-H-E-S-I-X-M podcast. And that's all for the podcast uh, announcements. Just trying to get that out of the way really fast. And some of you may already know, I am the singer-guitarist of Serpents US and the owner of True Media Music. And being that this podcast, as of right now, doesn't have any uh, sponsors, the show is sponsored by True Media Music and Serpents US. (laughs) We don't really have anything to, you know, promote or sell because uh, we've been kind of taking it easy as far as putting out new merch, new stuff for people to buy out of respect for everybody's financial situation, either now or to come due to the Corona, La Rona. So all I've been asking people to do is if you haven't already, Please follow us on Spotify. You can find us at Serpents US. And we've been putting out weekly vlogs, or at least I've been putting out weekly vlogs on the Serpents YouTube. So if you can head over to YouTube and just subscribe, watch the videos if you want, and comment if you want, uh, that would help a lot. You know, we're really trying to grow our YouTube presence since we are limited to only being existent in the online realm. So you can find us 
at uh, YouTube users, uh, We Are Serpents. And, you know, if you really, really want to help support and you want to buy some merch, you can find our merch and CDs and stuff like that available at weareserpents.bandcamp.com. Other than that, I've got nothing, nothing to promote, and uh, we can move forward and start talking about the subject for the podcast, which is a dream, a dream that I had uh, a couple nights ago that kind of really made me scratch my head as far as what it meant or what it uh, resembled or was it a vision more than a dream, stuff like that. And being that this is the Mr. McHale's manner of mischief, magic, and mystery, I think that that checks two of the boxes. I don't know. You guys tell me when you hear this. Now, this is not just a dream. Like I said, this is potentially a vision because of how vivid and uh, detailed this dream was it really really made me uh kind of scratch my head and question reality <laughs> i hope it does the same for you i know a lot of things are happening in the world right now uh, a lot of dissonance in the ether and i just wanted to kind of talk about something else you know you you have podcasters youtubers all over the place, uh, shouting out different ideas, different current topics, kind of talking about the now. And, you know, I, that's, I, I just don't want to talk about what's going on now because I feel like every uh, opinion, every viewpoint is really covered and every viewpoint is wrong and no one is right so it's just kind of like you know i don't i'd really i would rather not you know i have my viewpoints and i'm content with them and you know that's it uh you might hear some things here and there like from me that kind of uh, artistically express my viewpoints, you know, if you look into all of the Serpent songs, or if you look into my Facebook posts, like personally, or Twitter, or whatever, then you can kind of get a gist of like, where I'm at mentally, but I don't know, I feel like what needed to be said has already been said in terms of me, you know, I've been spouting the same message for basically since Serpent started, since basically I was reborn, and, um, you know, only, <laughs> it's all only coming true. So it's like, oh, cool. I already said that and now it's happening. So, um, I hope you guys, you know, respect that. And, you know, some people that were voting for a ranty podcast, uh, I feel like that is the source of why. They wanted me to just rant on this thing, but if you guys are real fans or real followers of what I've been doing, you already know what's going on and where I stand and where I'm at, so weirdness it is. But anyways, I'm going to shut up about uh, 
you know, introing the podcast and let's just dive in. So the other day, the other night, I had a weird dream that essentially was based in what I assumed to be a future time. It was a future landscape. Uh, I'm assuming future Chicago, maybe. I don't know. You know, there's some parts in Chicago that are retro in their architecture and, you know, you got your corner store, you know, you got your family-owned businesses here and there, uh, and then you have your Chicago where it's clean cut and commercial and whatever. So the only reason why I think it was based in Chicago is because uh, it had that like old architecture mixed with like a neo uh, worldly presence, if that makes any sense to you. (laughs) Not to mention the vehicle I was in was very futuristic and yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But the dream was based, I'm assuming, in like a new Chicago, but it had its vintage qualities from what I assume, I guess, just like today, we have our, you know, uh, historical homes, historical sites, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it felt very bleak, very new very um chicago (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about this is weird it's weird to talk about a dream that i've had because dreams are pretty telling in its own right but i honestly feel like this dream wasn't a dream i feel like i it was a memory and the memory seemed to be from the future so Was it a memory or was it just like a reality in a sense? As far as myself in the dream, I was not myself. I was in the dream, a boy, not a child, not like a baby or anything. I was like, you know, a less than 10 year old boy, I guess, you know, uh, Middle Eastern, which is kind of reminiscent because that's what I am now, obviously. But, uh, you know, I was a little thin boy with, like, black hair, which anybody who knows me personally is not what I was as a child. (laughs) So it just was very weird, because I was like, who is this kid that I've never seen before? And I was a little boy, a part of a maybe six to eight person family of Middle Eastern people. Now the family, in the best way I could explain it, uh, had a celebrity-esque vibe to them. The whole family, including myself. And the family had like a Kardashian, I guess, vibe. But, When I say celebrity, you have to remember the fact that we're talking about the future, right? And that's another determination as to what I was thinking. I was like, well, if we were celebrities, we would have fucking paparazzi people talking to us and all this shit. So 
I kind of put a couple things together, which I'll talk about later on and get there. But we were a big family driving around in this new Neo Chicago. And we were in this huge van that I've never seen before, like a new uh, passenger van that like you can almost live in. Which is not a sprinter van. I've, you know, I've been in sprinter vans. I've toured in buses. I've seen RV. I get it. So it's something I've never seen before. And yet, my family and I were driving around in this thing, and I was looking outside the window as I normally do. You know, sad as I was as a kid, and being that you know we were a large family. I had a couple sisters, uh, I think two brothers, mom and dad, well, a mom and dad, and I've maybe some other siblings or whatever, but I was the baby of the group, of the family. <sighs> and it felt kind of weird, which I kind of got the vibe that maybe we were all adopted or whatever, stepbrother, stepsister, I don't know. But the two sisters, the older sisters I had were, you know, gossipy, kind of, you know, I don't know how you would explain it. Um, More, you know, like as young girls are, you know, they tend to be more to themselves. Same thing with the boys. And I was the youngest, which I never was in real life or this life. I was, I'm an older brother. I never had like older siblings and whatnot. But there was a sense of loneliness being in this van, being in this family, being the baby. And there was also a sense of scorn because I had this weird, and again, this was a dream. I had this weird love, like a deep love for this one particular sister, which I felt like, you know, we were all adopted children because we all looked so different, but yet we were part of this family. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there, like, in love with this older girl, and, um, you know, she would just constantly, anytime I would talk to her in the dream, she would just constantly make fun of me, or just, like, laugh at me, like, with the other sister. And I remember the parents in the dream kind of being like, all right, come on, whatever. And the brothers kind of bullying me, you know, like, I'll look at him, you know, whatever. And, you know, there was a point where they were like, all right, let's go get something to eat. And we would go to eat and there was, it's like a nice restaurant, people treating us nicely, but everything was like very empty. Like people weren't around, but it was like, you know, new Chicago or whatever. So everything just felt very cold, but I felt like we were of money, 
You know, I felt like we had money based on the van, based on our clothes, based on the, you know, let's go out for brunch or whatever. And then, you know, we get taken care of like fucking royalty. But again, nobody was, you know, stopping us for pictures. There was nobody taking pictures or anything like that. So it was very weird. And like I said, I'll get to that point later on. So, you know, we go to dinner or brunch, sorry. And, you know, more humiliation happens in the dream. We get back in the van and, you know, the girls start chatting about, you know, guys they like or whatever. And I remember stuffing two pillows over my ears in the back seat of the big van and kind of like trying to tune them out, right? Trust me, guys, hang with me. This will all make sense later. So they're chatting and I'm like trying to tune them out. I'm visibly upset. I'm like, ah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So my brother in the dream you know, tells my parents, like, you know, look at this guy. What, what's going on with him? What's going on? And my father in the dream really didn't say much. It was always the mother. So the mother kind of talks to the father. And they're like, you guys want to go shopping? And of course, all of the people around me, you know, the chatty girls, the brother, whatever, they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, They're like, yeah, that'll cheer you up. That'll cheer you up, whatever. And again, we park in this parking garage, go into this mall thing. And, you know, everybody goes, gets their shopping in. You know, again, another clue that this family had money. And there was really nothing that I bought. I didn't buy anything. Um, No toys, no nothing. Everybody else had, like, new gear, new phones, new whatever. And that's so that didn't cheer me up, obviously. And I remember when we were getting back in the van, the, my mother in the dream was like, oh, don't, you didn't get anything, whatever. And I'm like, no, nothing. So she's like, okay, come on. We're going to take you somewhere. Now, this is kind of reminiscent to like when I was a kid and, you know, we didn't come from great means whatsoever. We had a, my parents made do, but there were a lot of sacrifices that we we had to make to make do and get by. So this is quite the opposite uh, scenario as to my real life, <laughs> but there were times when, you know, there was moments like this in my real life where my mom or my parents would be like, you know, we did everything we want. This kid's miserable. Let's fucking take him to Chuck E. Cheese. But no playing games. But you can like, you know, watch everybody and we can eat pizza and whatever eventually they would give me like five bucks to do, you know, play one or two games or whatever. So it was kind of reminiscent towards that where the mom was like, all right, come on, let's go. We're going somewhere. And of course, everyone around me is excited. They seem to know where we're going. I don't know. And 
the easiest way I can explain this child is think of it like the Jackson 5 and I'm Michael. <laughs> Not in the bad ways or the alleged bad ways, but more in the sense that like, I'm the youngest and I'm pretty much the star of the family, but I'm made fun of and uh, ridiculed and really not taken into consideration but they parade they paraded me around in the dream as if like you know oh i have to make an appearance i'm the the baby i'm the whatever so i'm really speeding through this dream so if you guys are bored with these facts or these details i'm sorry but there is a lot more i could fucking talk about <laughs> but i'm not going to um so anyways, we get to this building, we drive to the building, whatever, and it looks like rundown, like a rundown office, or it was in like a strip mall, and this is, this part's kind of hazy because I don't really remember what it looked like, but it really was like unmarked, there was no sign really, and... We all file out of the van, and my brothers and sisters are all excited. They're like, all right, come on, come on, let's go. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is this, you know? And we walk in, and the best way I could describe this is we walk into a DMV-sized, uh, I guess, building, or I don't know, space that looked like it was a gutted out Marshalls or like a gutted out TJ Maxx or something like that. So it looked like very bare bones, white wall, um, you know, space the size of a DMV. And within it were five or six huge machines. And in front of the machines were like, cone-shaped or umbrella-shaped uh, the tip, you know, the front or the top of the umbrella like uh, white and black spirals you know, like in what is it? Maybe Batman? I don't remember but it was five huge um, huge machines with these things in front of them and, you know, some separation. So it kind of gave you the vibe. It's like five to six stations. And people were running in and out of machines. So, you know, they were in, they play their game, and then they come out, and they're all laughing and holding each other's hands, you know, giggling, laughing, like, oh, that was crazy, blah, 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 blah. And, you know... My sisters, they didn't even say anything to me. They were like, ah, you know, they were like laughing with each other and walking towards the machine. They didn't say anything. It was basically like, all right, peace. And then my brother in the dream, one of the brothers, the oldest brother was like, see you later. And like started walking in and he gave me kind of a vibe like, all right, time to raise some hell. And the girls were like, you know, oh, this is going to be fun and i remember standing and i'm like 
I don't really want to go in. And my mother in the dream is like, go ahead, go ahead. It's going to be fun. I promise it's going to be fun. Go ahead. And I'm like, okay. And there she was like kind of pushing me towards, you know, because I was nervous. I'm like, what is this? And, you know, remember that there's people walking in and walking out in the other stations, like, you know, like they just played a video game. And I, like, as I was walking towards the machine, a doctor, a female doctor, who looked extremely stressed, disgruntled, whatever, she walks out, she's like, um, she made an announcement to everybody in the room, like, like she's had enough, you know, like, like, I don't know, like, like a parent would, you know, speak to a party that's getting a little too out of control. I remember her saying something along the lines, like, if you are going in, have a reason or uh, I think she said, like, have something in mind. She's like, if you are going in, you have to have something in mind. You have to have a plan. You have to have a reason, something like that. And she's yelling and people are ignoring her or whatever, laughing and whatever. And I guess because I was a child, you know, my mother kind of passes me to her. And she's like, she looks at me, she's like, all right, come on. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, where am I going? So we don't go to a machine. We go to like a back room. And the back room is like a, like a prep room, like an office, like a, you know, when you go to the doctor, you go to like a little room with like a table and medical equipment and whatever. So, you know, I'm in this room and the doctor's like, um, you know, she's obviously kind of fed up with everybody. And she's putting on gloves and she's like, uh, all right, so I remember she said like, uh, all right, so what, what are we doing? We're, what are you going in for? And she's like, what, what'll be your, what's your plan? And I was just like, what do you mean? She's like, you did you hear my announcement? She's like, well, what is your plan? And I remember being on the spot, you know, I remember like, Oh fuck, I got to figure something out. Otherwise she's going to kick me out and I won't get to play. And at this point, the dream, two things happen at the same time in my heart while I was in the dream. I remember saying, to myself, well, uh, I, I, I want to be normal. I, I want to be, I want love. I want, you know, because again, I felt like this scorn from this sister figure. And I've always felt like, you know, like uh, alone and a part of this rich celebrity family that in the future celebrity meant a totally different thing and i figured this out later on i i, I kind of looked at the trends that's happening right now with people 
and with technology and with uh, society. And I kind of put together that maybe the celebrities of the future would be treated as such. Like, it really didn't matter about the in-person experience. It was all about who you are or whatever. Like, like your celebrity really didn't matter in person. They don't, they're only um, intrigued with your persona, you know? And also, it seemed like in the dream, people were so disconnected from each other and from reality that I wanted to be normal. I was like, I want to feel like, I, I guess, what it would be like to be normal. And I was having these feelings, and then all of a sudden, I just, it's just a slow fade to white, which never happens in my dreams. Never. Never. And, uh, it all fades to white and I wake up in current day. And I did not, when I woke up that morning a couple days ago, I really felt like uh, I was really confused, like badly. <laughs> because I was like, well, wait, I, that felt like life. Like I felt like I was living a life there. And then I was like, um, it, like which is which part was real is this real or was that real and it really made me think about a few things and this is the weird part about it you know a lot of people these days talk about life being a simulation the possibilities of our life being a simulation the technological advancements that we are currently making amidst the chaos um you know even stuff regarding like elon musk whatever video games um our disconnect from reality currently i mean this is all in the infant stages we have not seen well if we make it to that point We've not seen uh, how far all of this is going to go. We haven't. We are, we are in the beginning of all of that technology. So it really makes me think, or it made me think, what if that was actually the reality that I'm in currently and this life is a totally different timeline or maybe it's a simulation now bear with me i know i might be losing you guys but take take into example the um the people running in and out of the simulation laughing and giggling right like like as if they just did something like so mischievous so bad like oh like that was so funny 
you know, like, like what most people do with anything good. They like to push the limits. They like to fuck shit up, right? Take that into consideration and then also take into consideration the doctor. The one doctor, overwhelmed, just like, oh, fuck. Like, I got to talk to these people. Take that into consideration. Okay? Now look at our current uh current our current situation kind of seems like everything's upside down right kind of seems like things are just so like what the fuck is that like the other day i saw gary Busey's hosting a fucking pet justice judge judy like show gary Busey. Not to mention all the other upside down things that are fucking happening right now. So it kind of makes me feel like, I guess the point I'm getting at is that kind of makes me feel like I am truly this boy. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but I kind of also wanted to get this on tape or on in the air just in case if this is real, this vision. And so this boy, whoever he may be in the future, he looks back into this archive. Maybe he likes metal. Maybe maybe once you get out of the simulation, maybe you know what, what happened, what you did, whatever. Maybe he'll go back into this and, you know, rediscover the life of Andrew McHale, whoever that may be. Now, the parallels between the boy and myself are obvious to some, I guess. Uh, maybe not everybody, but, you know, the opposite of my life, you know, as I was a chubby kid, fat kid fat man <laughs> uh that's fine totally fine with it but it was different than what i was in this dream he was a small skinny boy black hair i don't have hair <laughs> um i personally have had you know instances like that as a child you know uh, always crushing on you know girls that didn't really want anything to do with me because of my appearance whatever so that kind of rings true to the child in the dream obviously i grew up not rich i'm still not rich and i feel like my current life my real life or whatever is more fulfilled than what I was in this dream as a rich kid celebrity. And when I, before everything faded to white, I said to myself, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be normal. And yet, as a child, 
you know, I was famous. So what is normal to me is different than in the dream, right? Which kind of explains, like when I think about it, my drive as far as like my career, you know, um, I have a childlike personality. Like I won't, I won't lie. You know, my, I've talked to, you know, professionals and they said, you know, I'm, I am, you know, I have an inner child that is more prominent, but also sparks my curiosity, my passion, my uh, willingness to just kind of run wild and chase what I want and, you know, whatever. And that also comes with emotions too. My, my emotions are often just raw and uncontrollable, but thankfully I've delved into occult literature years ago and I've learned so much but I wouldn't have learned as much as I've learned with esoteric uh, lessons, literature, if I didn't have that childlike um, curiosity. And even if you were to ask me, you know, why, why do you play music? Why do you have the podcast? Why do you, why do you do in YouTube videos? I really wouldn't have an answer for you. It's just something that has been in me since I was a child. I never really wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be present. You know, I don't want to be rich, but I would like to have, you know, a decent living, of course. But I never want to be rich. Why? Most people in my industry, they want to become, you know, fucking rich and famous and powerful. And I just constantly, I'm just, uh, I just do what I do because I want to do it and I want to make a difference in the world. And that brings me to another point. Why do I want to make a difference in the world now? Is it because I know what comes later? Is it because I've seen or experienced how humanity becomes? I don't know. And, you know, I've, I've spoken to the lizard about this and, you know, I told her, like, you know, I really... I really can't explain my intuitions because a lot of the time I make I make predictions and they often come true which is very weird. You know, I've had numerous instances of déjà vu. I've you know, done many things in my life and there is really no rhyme or reason as to why I'm doing it. I just want to be present and change what I can while I can. I want to feel. I think that's another thing, is that 
you know, I was, I was talking to the lizard and I told her the other day, like I said, I, f I prefer this life because it's fun to feel. It's fun to feel pain, love, joy, sadness, whatever. Why would, why would anybody say that really? You know, cause even then she was like, well, I just prefer this life. Obviously this is our life. But given this vision, it made me really, really appreciate the now. But it also made me scared for what's to come. You know, there is really no rhyme or reason as to why a person exists in a certain time. You know, I can't speak for anyone who's, you know, died in the 1940s or anyone who's died in the ancient times. I, I never really experienced what that would be like. And I often say this is the best time than ever. Now. I really don't have a, you know, uh, most people... I talk to, they're always saying, oh, I want to go back. I want to go back, back in time. That'd be fun. And I'm always like, the, the now is the most fun, the unknown. The unknown is more fun to me. Now, in regards to the dream, I know I'm getting all over the place, so thank you guys for sticking around to this part. But in terms of the dream, it really made me think like, what if, what if this machine, right, can only take you to a certain point, a certain time, maybe it'll take you to a certain time to its creation, I don't know. And what if that point that uh, the end of the uh, the end of its course is the now, right here, right now. Like the beginner level. What if you go too far and you start to change things and that's not good? I don't know. But I'm curious to know, I'm curious to think about it. Also, in regards to that, what if all of those people running in and out of the machines were the same people in this timeline, flipping everything upside down? Now, it's hard to express in a podcast, like, fully and deeply my thoughts on all of this. So I'm really, 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 really trying to... <laughs> generalize this and kind of sum this up but kind of made me feel like as this kid that really didn't want to jump in but i wanted to feel the difference between this life and that life i wanted to be different i wanted to whatever really made me think that maybe i was placed in this part of time to witness the change from 
you know, the 80s, 90s to now and really feel both uh, lifestyles in full and really experience that change between consciousness while we go into the future. Maybe that's what I wanted as the boy. I wanted reason to, you know, I wanted to know why is everything so fucked up, so cold? Why am I so alone? Maybe that's why I'm here now. You know? And oddly enough, as things are changing in the world, you know, I uh, found the lizard. And honestly, like, I've never felt or experienced a lifestyle like this, you know, everything is digital, you know, I'm happy and in a home with someone, uh, I'm not touring all of the time, I'm different almost completely mentally than I was Three years ago, four years ago, five, every fucking day I'm changing, 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 changing. And it really makes me feel like that could have been a vision. All of those people running in and out of the machines might be the same people that are, you know, uh, creating this world that we're in right now. And the other night, you know, I was browsing YouTube kind of looking at stuff and I saw a advertisement for the new PlayStation and shit like that. I think it was like uh, Grand Theft Auto or whatever. And I was just like, cause obviously I tried to explain all of this to the lizard. And of course she was like, dude, I think it was just a dream. And I get that too. And you, you all might be saying that too, but how far fe- how far fetched is it really that this dream is a vision we can't explain a lot of things in this world that we're living in if you look up to the sky <laughs> we i mean obviously we're not allowed to go to the beyond right we're not free and able to just, oh, I'm going to travel to the end of the ether. We're not, I'm not allowed to travel to the end of space. And as a society, we haven't really touched the surface of what's up there. Isn't that fucking crazy? And another crazy thing. We haven't even touched the surface of what's below us. You know, that old saying, as above, so below. The macrocosm and the microcosm. 
We can see things on a microscopic level, but we can't see what's below our feet. We can't see what's above us yet. You know, a lot of people talk about flat earth and the end, the, the world ends at a certain point and whatever. I don't think that's it. It kind of feels like a video game. And the other day I saw like a preview for like, I guess the new Grand Theft Auto or some shit like that. And it looked so real. And it's a video game in 2020. It looked so real. Like, uh, it really made me like, oh shit. If, if this is where we're at in 2020, imagine what we're going to be like in the future. We're already, you know, doing AR, VR. Imagine what it will be like later, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Do you really think that this dream is that far-fetched? I don't, I don't think it's that far-fetched. I mean, honestly, I really don't understand the limits that we have in a society that we can't go up and we can't go down. We only... We are only allowed to stay in between. Why? Technology? We're fucking creating worlds. We can look into the worlds of the atom, particles, molecules. We can zoom in, zoom, zoom, zoom in. But we can't travel up, we can't travel down. And as a normal person, obviously, you know, you're stuck. You can't dig to the center of the earth yourself. And you can't fucking go up to the stars and check out what's at the end. All we know and all we're told as people is, oh, it's just, it's never ending. But nothing else is out there. No one else is out there. There's no life. Okay, so... If it's just completely limitless emptiness and below us is just no man's land, fire, monsters. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard something today, I think it was on TikTok, that they just discovered like oceans below us that are just filled with things that have been birthed and existed without sunlight i don't know if you guys have ever seen some of the videos of like some of the things that live deep deep into the ocean which which based on a fun fact i have a deep fascination with the depths of the ocean the deep part where you could be crushed just from the mere weight of it and also i have a fascination with the deep parts of space. I mean, the ocean part is partially why I joined a band called Oceano. You know, when people used to interview me, I used to say, oh, it's because it's 
the deeper you go, the heavier it gets or it crushes you. Whatever. I don't, I don't even remember. It seems like a past life. It seems like a different level, dude. Dudes, dudettes. Like how, like, are any of you guys feeling that? Do any of you guys understand what I'm talking about? If any of you guys play video games, you would also understand that, like, you can play and then you reach the barriers of the world or the level. Or people that have even watched Black Mirror. Check out that San Junipero episode. It's kind of the same thing. And we've said in the past, all this Black Mirror episode's scarily coming true. This Black Mirror episode's scarily relevant. fucking weird right i don't know feels like space and what's underneath us are those barriers and we're only allowed to play within the realm so it either feels like and this is the part that's confusing it either feels like this is a simulation or basically like you go into this uh, contraption and then you get spawned out of whatever your future self wants to go back to and you basically live out that life as like an avatar. That's like the easiest way I can explain this. <laughs> it's like an avatar. Like you're... Because again, like another thing that's weird is like you have a voice in your mind. It's not the voice that's coming out of your mouth, right? Why is that? Why? It's fucking weird. And based on the dream, like my brother in the dream, he was an asshole. He was a, he looked like he wanted to start some shit. He, he was like of the mind, like, I want more power. And the girls, you know, it looked like that they just wanted to go in and live a, cr a crazy, lavish life. And, you know, but in the, but in the, in a different time. I was the one that wasn't sure about anything. I was like, I, I, I just want to be normal but I want to feel love. I want to, whatever. I want to make a difference. And if you ask me, I feel like a lot of the questions in my own mind about existence and my purpose and my uh, driving force comes from this child's need to be normal so the child was a celebrity he was rich he was whatever but also wanted to be opposite so he wanted to be comfortable but he wanted something different does that make any sense to anybody i don't know could be just a dream but you know, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, why am I not religious? Why do I feel nothing 
towards religion. But yet, you know, I love the occult and, you know, most occult teachings don't really harp on afterlife. Like, I don't, I don't really put all my money on afterlife. So, when I thought about it, I said, honestly, this is probably, this thought is probably the most comfortable I've ever felt about dying. You know, I've had deja vu, I've had, you know, like projections, I've fucking, I've done, I've had so many experiences that have just made me question reality, that it made me believe that like, why am I so numb and yet so in tune? Why do I feel immortal, but yet also fear things like COVID-19 or whatever? Well, I don't really fear it. I fear losing people close to me or I fear the guilt of like, you know, putting people at danger that I care about. I thought about it and I just, I feel like that, this dream, this vision, this whatever idea holds more weight than any cross, than any religion. Any idea of heaven or hell. Because. Honestly it just feels like once it's over. <laughs> I'm going to be back in that fucking shitty reality. And then. I tell you this. As what I felt. What I feel. Now. Compared to what I felt in the dream. That child would probably be back in an instant to play the game again. And I'm just talking about myself. Think about everybody else. You know, you look at, even look at at something like the movie The Matrix. You know, those people that were woken up like Cypher, whatever his name is, he wanted to go back in because it was addicting. He said, I would rather, it was, he said, ignorance is bliss. And in a dystopian future, like the one I saw in the dream, 100% everybody in it was just, when can I get back in? When can I get, when can I, can I ride again? Can I ride again? But being that there was like five or six machines, you, you know, it was like one a day from what I got from it. Cause people were like, you know, like a roller coaster, you know, you're running out laughing. Oh my God, that was so much fun. And thinking about it like now in this state, in this reality, in this life, I'm like, yo, if when I cash out, if I do end up waking up somewhere else as this miserable child in this 
miserable world, the future, supposedly, I'll be back in. Maybe I'll have a better understanding next time. Maybe I'll want a different time zone or whatever. Maybe I'll want to do it all over again. And I've had that. I've had that thought. I said the real heaven and hell is here, the now. Time moves one way, at least in this quote-unquote simulation, right? It's odd, yes, but just kind of makes you think. Maybe we do it over and over again. Maybe we get used to the avatar. When people die, you say, I miss them. I wish I could see them again. I wish I could see them again. Maybe we all go back, back and back and back. Addicted. Just like how we're addicted now to social media, technology, you know, uh, whatever. We're addicted. What makes you think that these humans in the future, in this dream, are going to be less addicted? You know? So that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say on the matter. I mean, you guys could walk away from this podcast going, what the fuck is going on? Or maybe some of you might say, you might be onto something, man. I don't know. Do me a favor. Comment on wherever you see this podcast. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And let me know in the comments, which do you think this dream uh, predicted? That this is a simulation? Or that it is just living through a different timeline as like a avatar-like kind of thing? Comment with your thoughts. And as always, guys and gals, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast, uh, like the podcast, whatever, comment on the podcast wherever you can, and if you have any suggestions, if you want to chat, if you want to tell me, dude, lay off the fucking, lay off the cheeseburgers. Head to facebook.com slash groups slash the 6M podcast. That's T-H-E-S-I-X-M podcast. I look forward to hearing your guys' thoughts. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode with the lizard. A little bit more upbeat, more light. That's the thing, guys. Like I'm trying to, you know, a lot of people come to listen to this podcast for the weirdness and then when i do the lizard and the wizard it's more of like a behind the scenes look at to my life or what's happening on the bi-weekly basis so i'm really trying to give you guys the full scope of you know all things andrew McHale. you know aside from the music so i really hope that you guys are enjoying this 
hope you guys are enjoying the lizard and the wizard podcasts and i hope you guys are uh excited for some new music as i am back to writing and again i really don't have a rhyme or reason i don't have a source of inspiration i just started writing again and it's all coming like butter like it's fucking it's just gelling and i'm really excited for it and i don't know what the future for music is but i'm still creating to create that's weird most people are creating because they're like oh after corona we got to get back on tour we got to do this we got to do this we got to shoot a video blah, 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 blah. and i'm like i don't even know what's gonna happen I'm just like, I gotta write. I don't even say I gotta write. I was just like, I wanna write new music. Yeah, Serpents is a career band or whatever. But I just, uh, I'm driven by that childlike curiosity. Weird, huh? <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. See you next week. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay metal.